you know, we gather and we do a lot of things together, but there's nothing as dramatic as, as something like this with mourning. But, you know, we're mourning not for her. I believe when I went to that emergency room, when we sit in there, in that room around her, you knew, didn't you? She was with the Lord. And that, that is a blessing. And if it's okay, I'm just going to stand down here, if you don't mind, because I want to read something down here. I, um, I was honored and humbled that I was asked to come. Um, there's nothing you can say. You know, the only thing I would say, the most important thing, yeah, I know, you want to give me something, is God's spirit witnesses with your spirit and gives you comfort. And not just for today, but tomorrow, the next days. Uh, it's grief. But you know what? Um, I, I was looking in that book, and I thought, you know, I, I knew her while she was laying there on the gurney, gone to heaven. But let me tell you, everything I read and I, I tried to put together is about her and what, who she was. That's why when I was reading that book, it just, I thought, Lord, thank you. And yeah, it just, it's unbelievable. John 3.16 was the scripture I had. That was her favorite scripture. But when I started to think, um, I don't know uh, how many of you ever saw, have saw the movie God's Not Dead. I don't know if you've seen it, but this is what I want to share. Because when I pulled this out, I wanted to get the script, the uh, lyrics to that song that's sung in here. It's what I know. And I, I got to thinking about her walking to church that night. And what, who was she? Well, let me tell you, when, when you hear these words, that's who she was. And what she knew. It's been another day when it seems like faith eludes me. Everything's been so confusing. Fear got the best of me. Now I'm laying here worried about tomorrow because the weight of everything I don't know is so heavy I can't sleep. But the truth remains the same even when I don't know what to pray. But what I know that you, my God, are real. And if you can never remember anything, remember that. He's real. No matter what I feel, you'll never let me go. And what I know is there will never be a day you aren't just a breath away. That says it all. That's what she's, that was what she was thinking. And where was she going? Here. And though it's all I've got to hold to what I know, I could throw my fist in the air demanding answers. Everyone sitting here tonight could probably say the same thing. God, why? But in spite of all the questions, I'm still giving you my life. And that's what she did. And she's more alive today than she's ever been. And if it doesn't turn out like I think it should, it doesn't change the fact you're always good. Your ways are higher than mine, and truth remains the same. Even when I don't know what to pray, but what I know that you, my God, are real. No matter what I feel, you'll never let me go. And what I know is there will never be a day you aren't just a breath away. And though it's all I've got to hold to love that never failing, to hope that keeps on saying, carry on, carry on. 
You know, I think when she was walking down that road, that's what she was thinking. And when I read that book, if you ever get a chance to read this the book that she wrote, read it. I am going to read something out of it because then you need to hear it because that's who she was. What I know that you, my God, are real. No matter what I feel, you'll never let me go. And what I know is there will never be a day you aren't just a breath away. And though it's all I've got to hold to what I know, got to hold to what I know, what I know, what I know. That says it. That really says it. And that was her. And I guess uh, I thought about her walking that day and what she was thinking. She, she knew. I, I really think that she had to, something inside of her. She wanted to come here. There was a reason because of you all. It's family. And the one thing that I, you know, I was honored to be able to come to the emergency room. And all you people there in that same-day surgery area wanting to be there with one another. That's Christ's love. And there's no greater love than that is Christ's love. I saw that in every person that was there. And people that weren't even there, I'm sure they were calling because the phones were going like crazy wanting to know because you care. You know, it's like uh, the scripture tells us what's the greatest thing God commands us to do is to love one another. And when one is down, the other lifts the other up. And that's exactly what, what you guys did. And um, when we sit in there with her, I saw such a peace. You know, she was with the Lord, and she is. And the one thing, what would she want to say? I thought about... Um, there's some things that I thought about she'd want to say. But when I read that book, I want, I, you know, I didn't know Sarah, you know, like you all know her. But I'll know her real well one day. You know, we'll be together again. But I want to read something out of this book because I think it, it's really important. When, I, when she showed me this, Regina, when you showed me this, I come to this, uh, I have to find the chapter. I'm a little slow, so just bear with me. I have to read this because it's just awesome. I don't know if you've all... Oh, yeah, good. Thanks, Regina. She knows. And this is who she was. And you have to hear this because this is so true. I am. I am my own person, a special friend who can be there for those in need, one who can listen when someone just needs to talk. I am a lover but a fighter, one who will stand up for the bullet, up to the bullies if needed one who gives hugs and laughter. I am a little sister, one who can depend on her three brothers when I'm in trouble or hurt or need a shoulder to cry on and be held. I'm a granddaughter, one who was raised with my grandmother my whole life and still lives with her to this day. I am a mother, one who is waiting to have a beautiful baby boy in my arms and give all, give all I possibly can to take care of him. I'm a Christian, the most important thing right there, because that gave her the trip that she was going to take. Proud believer who got saved and baptized my, for me, my son, and my Savior. I am a senior, a quiet student, a, a, a leader and follower, someone who tries my best most of the time and never gives up. I am a horseback riding, barrel racer, I am a four-wheeling, dirt-loving, true country, mudden Texan. 
I'm an old golf player, basketball player, band percussion marcher who went to regionals and state. I'm a water-loving swimmer, a curious adventurer, a reptile lover. I am many things, but most of all, I am a strong young lady who went through so much and still pushes forward. I am the quiet one that some people should watch out for because I am me. I tell you, I read that. I think that says it all. And uh, then I thought, well, there's nothing else I can say that says it all. And the love of the family. The love of the family, Jennifer. You know, that's what it's about. And this is family right here. I uh, remember some of the things that you told me while we were waiting about giving Santa the hamburger <laughs> instead of milk and cookies. I thought that was great. She cared, you know, and, and um, I think about it. What would she want? You know, what would she want? She would want all you, her friends, family, to move forward and looking straight ahead for what is today. Today is Good Friday. It's our hope that we have. You know, Christ died on the cross so we'd have life. And that's what it's all about. But I want to share some one other thing. And there's not a, you know, I looked at it, I thought, well, what would, what would Sarah say? Um, and what she, would she want? Of course, her favorite scripture was John 3.16, and that's what I wrote down. So you know what? There is a connection. There's a Holy Spirit, I think, that talks to us. For God so loved the world. And that's what today's all about. That he gave his only son, begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. I think about that. It's nothing that we can do. It's grace that saved us. And she knew. You know, she was who she was. You know, probably... At this age, you know, I look at some of the kids today in this generation and kind of, what is this thing or what is that thing or whatever? It has nothing to do with the person. There's an identity they're trying to have. What's important is look past other things and look in their heart. Because I tell you, I went up to this one guy, and Sarah would love this, and I said, who are you? You've got all these funny markings and everything. But, boy, I tell you, I was so thankful that I asked him. What a wonderful young man. But on the outside, I saw something different. But what he had on the inside was Christ's love. So we never need to put down anybody, and that's what Sarah would say. Yeah, she knows. So I'd like to look at um, something you also said, Regina, that um, what, what would she say? She would say, take care of Gabriel. Bring him up to know the Lord. You know, and all the young people, be with one another. Walk beside my family. Be the friend that when one is down, the other pulls the other up. Remember Christ's promise, John 16:22. Therefore, you too have grief now, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. You know, that's a promise we have. Um, Regina, you said that she wanted a Bible. Is that right? Well, that's right. 
Well, you, you didn't have to. She, she sees the real Bible. She's with Christ, and uh, she's wonderful. But I'm going to challenge you in this too, honey, because, you know, with your daughter, and I know you're going to help with this young man, and you can read. So I'm going to put this. You're in charge of this. But I wanted to give you Gabriel Farley's Bible. That's what Sarah would want. And she would want you to use that too. You've got a good family, and I, I'm very honored, and I would hope that we always keep in contact. And, uh, you know, I always say that one day the door is going to open, and you know what she'll say? What took you so long? You know, because a day to them is what? A thousand years to us. So I, I just, I'm humbled, and I thank you. And I would just like to close in prayer and thank God for this family, Lord, and thank you for taking care of Sarah. God, she is worshiping you right now, I know. And God, I pray for anyone in here that does not know you. God, it's not a lot. All they have to do is say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe in you, and all you have to do is set me free. Lord, we've all done that, and each day I even say myself, God, help me to be a better person. It's all about him. It's all about the grace. When Christ died on that cross, he paid the price. And we need to know that love is unconditional. Lord, just give the peace and the comfort for this family. And as the, they grow, the little girl too, Lord, as she grows, and young Gabriel, bring them up in the way they should so when they get older they don't depart because they are our future. Your future, Lord. If you tarry, we need the young people. We need them to carry the word to the lost. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We know that Sarah's with you. We're at peace with that. Give the peace to the family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we're looking at some of the things on the table, you'll notice that Sarah had... This is a Recover All shirt that's up here. She did not have a drug problem. She did not have a drinking problem. But she said, I'm going to go through the Recover All program. And they said, why? You don't have any of these problems. She said, I want a T-shirt. So, Praise the Lord. I tell you, you know, God has done so much in the last couple of weeks and that we didn't even know about, and, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But even tonight, and, and Pat said this, that the Lord connects us and, and uh, confirms things. Sister Pat and I did not talk about what scripture we're going to use or anything. I'm using John 16. <laughs> he connects everything. He connects all the dots. To the family tonight, listen. God is saying to you, just climb on up in my lap. I want to love you. Amen. If I had to title this message tonight, it would be, The Ending is Really the Beginning. The Ending is Really the Beginning. John 16, verse 16. Jesus was getting his disciples ready to what was getting ready to happen. He was trying to explain to them, something's getting ready to take place. 
In verse 16 it says, A little while and ye shall not see me, and again a little while and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of the disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while and ye shall not see me, and again a little while and ye shall see me, and because I go to the Father. Verse 18, They said therefore, What is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Verse 19, Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while, and you shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me. Verse 20, Verily, verily, Jesus said to them, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, or you shall mourn. And you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can taketh from you. Somebody say amen to that. We're going to see Jesus again. We're going to see Sarah again. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The ending is really the beginning. Talks about mourning. The disciples were mourning and were going to mourn and lamenting. Mourning means to show or feel sadness because something or someone that has been lost no longer exists. They're gone. This chapter of Sarah Fraley's life on earth as we knew her has come to an end. This chapter ended Sunday afternoon. But the book is far from over. Somebody say amen. The book is far from over. As a matter of fact, this book has no ending. I said this book has no ending. Jesus was telling his disciples what is getting ready to happen you're not going to like. You may even be confused. You will even mourn. But Jesus was saying not to mourn too long. Not to mourn too long. Life as we know it is filled with beginnings and endings. Beginnings are places of great joy, great excitement, big expectations, anticipation, great faith, great hope. A marriage starts out with excitement, rice and confetti being thrown everywhere. Everybody's crying at the wedding ceremony, tears of joy. Then five years later down the road, you find yourself possibly in a divorce court. No cake, no celebration, just hurt, disappointment, feeling of failure, no hope. Why is this? Because it was an ending. Then questions of why start surfacing. What caused this to happen? Jesus tells and was talking to his disciples. He said, what's getting ready to happen to me is going to rock your world. You're going to be disoriented. You're going to be confused. It's going to throw your thinking off. And you're going to be filled with uncertainty of what happens next. Certainly Sunday afternoon did exactly that to this church family. Did that to this family. What happens next? Disoriented, confused. But Jesus said to the disciples, if you will just hang on, things are going to get better. 
Don't hang out in the morning, he says, too long. Don't be in the sadness too Don't be lamenting too long. Even though when Jesus died on the cross and that chapter came to an end, a brand new chapter began with his resurrection. And because he was resurrected, Sarah, Sunday afternoon, even though the chapter as we know it ended, for Sarah, a new chapter began in heaven. Somebody say amen. Praise God. So life is full of beginnings and endings for all of us. When a baby is born, there's no sadness in the delivery room, only excitement, hope, and expectation. But endings are different, uncertainty. And then the devil likes to get your thinking all messed up. An ending, what could I have done different? Whose fault was it? What could we have changed? The chain of events for this tragedy that happened on Sunday afternoon started long before Sunday. A dinner that we were planning at this church two weeks ago had to be postponed because so many couldn't make it and because Sarah was in Texas. An unusual time to start the supper that night, the dinner that night. We've never started a dinner at 5.30. Always 6 or 7 or 6.30. Never have we started... I don't know what, well, I do know what possessed my wife to set that time. It was God's plan. Somebody say amen. The chain of events that were taking place. A decision to walk to church instead of riding. A beautiful spring afternoon. Could have been raining. And the walk never would have happened. An innocent act of kindness to stop and pick her up. The woman who hit her. The ones that were there with her so quickly. Jason, that came on the spot so fast and was giving CPR. Christian, that arrived so quickly, working with her, trying to keep her breathing. All of this was a plan that took place and unfolded. Say, well, that's cruel. I'm telling you right now, God has a plan for all of us. A chain of events that took place started long before Sunday afternoon. We all experience endings. The death of a child, the end of a relationship, the end of a job, the end of a career, bankruptcy, failed business, the end of a ministry. Jesus was saying to His disciples, this ministry as you know it is about to change. But if you will hang out, the ministry that you're getting ready to take and be a part of, and what's going to take place is going to be greater and better than anything you can imagine. So that brings us to the cross. The cross became a place of mourning. The cross which Jesus died on, and we're remembering Jesus' crucifixion today, Good Friday, became a place of mourning, a time of mourning. The sight of the accident Sunday afternoon became a place of mourning. The scene at the hospital became a place of mourning. But just as our focus cannot stay on the cross, and we definitely cannot forget the cross, it had to happen, but we can't stay there focusing only on it. Our focus cannot be on the tragedy Sunday either. We won't forget it, but we cannot focus on it. It happened, but we can't focus on it. Our focus must be on the fact that Jesus rose again from off the cross. 
out of the tomb, he came again. And because he rose again, and because he lives, Sarah Fraley lives now forever in heaven. Somebody say amen. Our focus cannot be on the accident. Our focus must be on the fact that as Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Our focus must be on the fact that Sarah is in the presence of God and that will bring peace that passes all understanding. John 17 and 3 says, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Sarah came from Texas last year. Shy girl, I couldn't figure her out for a while. And many of us really don't know who she was. When I found out, I started looking at some of the things, how good a golfer she was. You would never know she was a golfer just by hanging out with her. She was on a championship team in a band that won many awards, a drum line. Invited to Disney World twice to mark unbelievable honors given to her. I never would have known it. She didn't go around gloating it. And I'm glad she never played golf with me. She could have taught me a lot, probably. But Sarah, in the past two weeks, and it's been witnessed and said by many, came closer to God than all the rest of the months that she was here. She came from Texas to get saved here. She came from Texas to be baptized here. And in the last two weeks, she came from Texas to find a relationship with God that blows our minds. When we looked at her two weeks ago and how she was receiving from God, she fell out in the spirit, and it's on her Facebook page. I meant to get it to read it. It's up here on her Facebook page. That's that's what's in the frame, isn't it? Talks about how much closer she got to God. In the last two weeks, she was saved, she was baptized, but in the last two weeks, she found out what it really meant to be sold out to God. There's a difference, church. There's a difference with me just making a trip to the altar and being sold out. In the last two weeks, God was preparing her and getting her so close to Him because of the trip she was getting ready to make Sunday afternoon. I believe it with my whole heart. My question to you tonight is this. Do you know God? And as Pat said, what would Sarah say? Sarah would stand here. If she could stand here, she'd say, look, you don't want to miss what I'm experiencing. Didn't like the way it ended on earth, but I wouldn't trade it. She would say, come on. She would say, do you know God? She would say, have you experienced what I experienced in the last two weeks? She would say to all those playing church, quit playing and get in and get sold out to God. If you want to see Sarah again, 
you must have a relationship with God. I'm going to see her again. I cannot wait to see the barrel she's beating on in heaven. I cannot wait. Now she knows, she's heard everything. I guarantee she's going to have some golf clubs waiting for me and say, there's a course over here, Pastor. We're going to go visit it. But what she's going to be surprised about is in heaven, there is no sorrow, so I'm going to be okay. Amen. Sarah left us an awesome example of what selling out to God really looks like. I just wish that we could have had more time with her as she was experiencing those things. But that wasn't God's plan. You know, so we can't question that. We just got to say, God, you're an awesome God. And we love you. And we praise you. We don't understand. We may scratch our heads. We may be confused. But God, you're an awesome God. As we were in the road with Sarah. We were praying, God, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. And when the miracle didn't come, the way we thought, as your pastor, my faith was wasted a little bit. I was shook just for a little while. But God, and all of us have experienced some things this week as we have asked many questions, why? And God has come to us in so many different ways and said, she's with me. She's with me. She is where you're trying to get to. So in that, I think all of us, our faith started building back this week. She did not suffer. She went the one breath she was breathing here in the next breath. She was in the presence of God. Not suffer one bit. And that was a miracle, Regina. Amen. So tonight do you know God? Tonight do you know the God that Sarah knew? Do you have a relationship like she had with God? As we celebrate her life, she has touched so many this week. So many people have been touched by what happened Sunday. Many people are going to change. Many people have been changed. Wednesday night we had over a hundred in this sanctuary of teenagers and young people. And I guarantee their thought pattern has changed after what's happened Sunday. So tonight I challenge you. Are you ready? Family asked me to, and we were going to do it anyway, but the family asked me to have an altar call. So we're going to ask you to stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment.
What greater memorial it could be to Sarah for someone to get saved tonight. But I don't want you getting saved just because of Sarah. I want you to get saved because you love Jesus. If you're in this place tonight and you do not know Christ, you're not, you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you want to get saved tonight, tonight is your night. Raise your hand. with Just, just raise your hand. Let me see. Yes, God sees a hand. God sees a hand. I'm not saved, Pastor. I need to get saved. I need to know that I know, like Pat, Sister Pat said. I want to know that I know that I know that I know. Those with your hands raised, I want you to slip out of your seat and come to the altar. I want to ask the ministry team, if they will, to, to slip around those coming to the altar. We're going to sing another song. Amen. I have a ministry team come up now. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you.